my slimy shit. I'm in the motherfucking booth with my co-host Eric. How are you doing, Eric? How are you doing, Breadheads? Welcome to another episode of Think Fresh, everybody. We're just ramping up on this Friday afternoon. <laughs> We're ramping up all right, Ty. It's 3.30. It's pouring rain outside. Um, I'm feeling hungry, and that's not unusual for me during the recording of this very podcast. I am so hungry right now, Eric. All I ate today was like a handful of Tostito chips and a vitamin C. <laughs> um, well, I, I feel embarrassed now because Ty, I had uh, two ricotta pancakes with uh, a sausage and two eggs. I spy you rolling up to Honeybee this afternoon. That sounds like a Honeybee order. That is a Honeybee order. And um, for a second, I was a little worried that you had some kind of surveillance on me. Um, <laughs> like, uh, rot- very much like a Joe Biden <laughs> and Hunter Biden relationship. Like, I got to, like, have one of my guys just, like, watching him at all times. <laughs> nah, dude, the pop, pop, paparazzi is just following this young, successful podcaster around the city. And they DM me the pictures immediately for sign-off before they go to media. <laughs> uh, yes, you can You can be in touch with my agent, Ty. Uh, I don't do any of that or admin shit by myself. Yeah, all the agents know that I don't do agents, but uh, I will look after you. I am your handler, Eric. You handle the, the meats, I handle so in a way you also handle the meats i i I kind of an uh, auxiliary meat handler (laughs) ah Uh, well uh the ox cord it's a different story (laughs) dude people stopped passing me the ox cord a long time ago i've learned (laughs) that i can't read a room Mm. (laughs) i get the best uh... before they take it away that's true, but the best DJs can't read the room either, like, and you refuse to, in fact, like, much like at Subway, they just play The weekend and Post Malone, mm-hmm. you know, they don't look down at the lonely, <laughs> the lonely patrons that are, you know, wolfing down their meatball before they get back to the job site. That's a fact. And that's how I feel too, Eric. At a certain point, I realized that, like, I wasn't the problem here, and the room, the crowd was the problem. It wasn't yeah, dude, me. the user is an idiot. And I think that's a strong, um, <laughs> I think it's a strong, like, mission for a any, like, designer to, like, to just stand on that, like, pillar. Like, the user yeah. is wrong. Which is hilarious because at Subway, you are both the designer and the user. So when mm-hmm. you hate your sandwich, it's only one person's fault and it is yours. Well, actually, no, it's the artist's fault. There's always mm-hmm. there's always a scapegoat. There is a scapegoat, and I think that's why they're paid. Like they they're literally paid to be somebody to shit on. I think. Wow. Do you think that's what they put on the like job posting on on Indeed? It's like work at Subway, be the fall guy, or do you think they actually be the sandwich guy. artist? Mm-hmm. And then when these uh, people read fall guy, they think it's a seasonal opportunity, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but they've been done wrong by. <laughs> But they've been done wrong by inch deed. <laughs> Too many <Damn>. times. <laughs> inch deed. 
Yeah, I'm more of a summer guy myself, but I can yeah. be flexible. Adaptability is one of my core traits. If there's no shreddus, <laughs> I'll have some spinach or hell, I'll just skip it all together. No <laughs> greens for me. <laughs> no greens for this uh, this fella. Yeah, dude, a veggie sandwich without greens, that's a, a little bit unorthodox, but I'm open to it. I'm adaptable. Hire mm-hmm. me as your fall guy, Subway. Mm-hmm. Veggie deli with no green. What is that? Like a mayo, tomato? Tomato? <laughs> tomato sandwich. So if you're hired as a fall guy, your job is to make October's very own sandwiches. Um, there's no lettuce. In, there's no lettuce in that season. It's simply gourds, gourds at the end of the season and apples. <laughs> So, like, a fall oh, guy sandwich is seasonally, like, not very intriguing, you know? I Although I did once make a sweet potato and feta sandwich. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, like, baked some slabs of sweet potato and popped it between bread. Mm-hmm. I would eat that again. That's the only fall guy sandwich I've ever had. Mm-hmm. That sounds a lot like a chip buddy. <laughs> Ty, are you familiar with a chip buddy? <laughs> Is this a bre- this is a UK thing, isn't it? I can tell already. Mm-hmm. This is a fucking bloke of a sandwich if I ever saw yeah, one. The, sh- the schmucks across the pond are coming up with some terrible ideas. Mm-hmm. It's basically just a bunch of fries in between two pieces of white bread. And <laughs> I think that is uh, basically what you're describing to me is uh, some sweet potato concoction. Like, do you think you're special for, for putting sweet potato in there when it could have been uh, some McDonald's fries? Dude, mine's a more of a gentrified version of than whatever these uh, British traditionalists are coming up with. So it's just I mean, a potato yeah. sandwich is what they've made. That, that's it's a potato the sandwich. There's a whole, like, cursed world of, like, potato sandwiches. Like, mm-hmm. putting a hash brown inside of a McDonald's egg McMuffin is, like probably spawned like all of these things because that that's like undeniably good but mm-hmm. then like that's the only good version of it like why would you ever put fries in between bread like that doesn't really make any sense to me mm-hmm. it's just it's, like starch on starch it's like a byproduct of darwinian Dar- darwinianism if you think about it because for every good food idea like a thousand bad food ideas had to happen previously <laughs> And like, Mm -hmm. we're, we're lucky that we are at a point in time where now if you make a bad food idea, it just tastes bad and you throw it in your garbage or out the window. But there was a time in the history of mankind where if you had a bad food idea, Eric, you died, you, but you died immediately. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there is moments in time where if you were caught having your period, you would be burned also for being a witch. Um, mm-hmm. but similarly, if you were to put, um, ketchup on eggs, you know, you could mm-hmm. face just as harsh penalties. So we really live in a liberal society now where you can both dispose of your tampon in the subway bathroom in a special bin, as well as explore an infinite combinations of bad sandwiches over <laughs> at the, <laughs> the vegetable lineup. Wow. Mm. Um, speaking of uh, special bins and bathrooms, Ty, I had a sushi dinner. Um, this wow. is very related to a personal what story. What a weird segue. But, <laughs> yeah, I had a dinner at a sushi <laughs> restaurant, Ty, and the bathroom, I had to go check it out for myself because someone had come 
and immediately told me like dude there's a bin inside the stall that says please put toilet paper please don't flush toilet paper and put the put it in here instead no they want to put your soiled paper in a in a special box and it's just like mm-hmm. for the oh this is the, the owner's little little spake bank box what is this <laughs> Uh, no, it wasn't the laundry bin at the Ritz. Um, it, it was actually just a little Ikea container. Ikea, a little garbage uh, pail that was specifically for used toilet paper because apparently the plumbing in this restaurant could handle paper of any kind. Yeah, it seems like restaurant plumbing is always like below grade, it, which is yeah, weird it's because like, restaurants of all places. I know why. Why do like yeah, you would expect plumbing to be really good in a place where there's like 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 literally there's always somebody in the bathroom like shitting or or pissing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, well the whole point it's of never the establishment empty. is to stimulate digestion. Exactly. So beef, beef it up, get it up to spec. Yeah, in and out. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right. Like why why is it always like uh, some kind of like third world level? like the plumbing mm-hmm. in inside of a sushi restaurant like they're one like they're one clog away from just tearing it out and having you like shit into the floor i'm especially surprised about it at fast food restaurants Eric. or sorry fast casual as somebody likes to be referred because mm-hmm. they are creating food that destroys digestion systems but you walk into the bathroom <laughs> and they haven't like maxed the specs out in there whatsoever there's like all bathrooms are mids at restaurant. Like you can, it takes very little effort to be above average at a public bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even need to like give me the Aesop soap. Uh, all I really require is cleanliness, and mm-hmm. like I'm able to like uh, dispose of like my drugs in there. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. basically all I'm looking for in a public bathroom. Yeah, I have very simple needs. Uh, like a linen reusable hand towel. Like the uh, as opposed to paper towel, like single use linens, mm. and I'm, I'm I disagree with that. I I'm a, I'm more of a single use guy instead of a re- repeated use guy because you know what? I think um, when you have those like gross towel things that like rotate. Oh, dude! Like, I'm not talking those? about the rotators, <laughs> the steamroller of of hand drying. Mm-hmm. And then you got the guy from like three weeks ago's like section it finally did its round and came all the way around for you and now you're wiping your hand on that oh bro and it's still a little damp and it has like a brown stain on it Mm -hmm. it's got like a blood blood blotch on it you're not sure how that got there yeah dude those are cursed but um still better than the dyson hair dryers or whatever the dyson hand dryers that like spray water everywhere yeah, I, the last thing I want to get is like my face wet when I'm trying to dry my hands. <laughs> I, you ever I just, just feel like, like it's blowing the germs. You ever just use like an airport bathroom and then like splash your face with cold water after a long play? You're like, man, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I gotta wake up here. <laughs> like, that's like a low point for any like flying experience, but it's sometimes yeah. necessary. Yeah, whenever I get off the airplane, I just want to completely, I want to change my underwear, I want to take a shower. I want to wash my mm-hmm. face. I want to have a warm meal somewhere and, and a cold mm-hmm. beer. Like, oh, it's yeah, almost like 100%. airports are like the closest that you're going to get 
as a like do-gooder to being in prison <laughs> so that's like a little taste of like a prison sentence for you eric because back in economy class mm-hmm. it's like that's like number two only after like elementary schools like elementary schools like you're literally not allowed to leave um mm-hmm. but you're right ty airports are designed to make you like as uncomfortable as possible so that you spend money like mm-hmm. spending money is like a way to get out of any uncomfortable situation but particularly when you are waiting for like eight hours and you need a coffee and you need like some mcdonald's to like hold you over like some real comfort food you know mm-hmm. that's when you're those things yeah definitely and you're you're trapped there there's security clearance you need permission mm-hmm. to go in the aisle of the airplane. The only thing that's different from a prison, Eric, is if you drop your passport, you're not going to be mounted by a burly man from behind. <laughs> Actually, you will, because if you drop one of your AirPod Pros, Ty, mid-flight, you got to ask the security to, like, you got to ask the flight attendant to come and get it for you, or else, who knows, they might come up and just mount you. Just <laughs> <laughs> going to throw you off the plane, huff yeah. you into the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, I don't know how I got down this rabbit hole last night, but I went down the rabbit hole of like body cam footage. And one of the one of the body cam like reveals was this uh, quote unquote entitled um, like, I don't know, entitled selfish passenger is like holding up the flight and then is like dragged out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, So that was a fun one to watch. The cop had to like literally drag her out of there, kind of like the United Airlines incident. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are always entertaining to watch because you everybody has a common enemy there, so it feels good to be jump on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. kick them out. Yeah, dude, watching someone get kicked out of a plane is like the most rewarding shit ever because like mm-hmm. all senses are heightened on an airplane. It's like mm-hmm. I'm like already scared for my life. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm scared that this plane is not going to work for whatever reason, and I'm like sitting, my knees are crunched up against the folding tray in front of me. Um, the mm. baby behind me is crying. Uh, the overweight guy beside me is farting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when, and so when something else happens, like down the aisle, like far away, and there's a chance for them getting kicked off, it's like get him out of here, buddy. Yeah, it's really the ultimate group project, if you think about it. And you just want to kick them off the team. They're not going to participate. Like, try to get the baby off, too, if you can, because they're dead weight. Mm-hmm, exactly. Get this baby out of here. But you should be able to, like, if you, if you bring a baby, you should be able to be allowed to fly first class in, like, the private cabin. And mm-hmm. they should be soundproof. Just, like, lock the baby in there. Or put it in storage, yeah. either one. Put them in the booth. <laughs> yeah. Airplanes should have recording booths. That's just a common sense. Obviously. I guess that's kind of what the airport bathroom or the airplane bathroom is, is a, a little recording booth. If uh, you pay the $15 for the Delta Wi-Fi someday, we'll get a 30,000 foot mile high club episode going. <laughs> wow. What a, what a treat for our audio only podcast time. <laughs> it really would be. Wow. Um, Eric, yeah, that, I, I can just imagine the you, audio being terrible. Dude, it was. It depends on if you got the AirPod Maxes in transparency mode or not. Yeah. Well, what did you want to tell me? 
I want to tell you the other attribute of bathrooms, especially in fast casual restaurants that I wish they had. One was single-use linen cloths, not the steamroller, but like a handkerchief that's been neatly folded, ideally like a, a swan or other animal that I can then crumple up and toss in a like a bin from like menu or some other designer brand that you can kind of like just looks really nice. I would love to like improve that mm-hmm. at the uh, fast casual bathroom. But the thing I would like even more, Eric, is a candle lit all day because you're yes. at a dining restaurant and so especially at Subway, Subway works so well or works so hard to control the smell of their environment. To the point that people question whether it's artificial. But the minute you mm-hmm. walk in that subway bathroom, Eric, they're complete. It's completely out of their hands. <laughs> it so, is out of their hands. So why why are they intervening? They there's a potential for an intervention there. Just pop a candle in there that smells like herbs and cheese. Mm-hmm. Why is it time that you have to have like a high spend business? For you to like care about how it smells in your bathroom like most restaurants don't even have any like scent management in the bathrooms no so weird yet they work yeah. they care so much about the uh, front of house if you will mm-hmm. what about the back door am i right <laughs> <laughs> but you know what back door needs a little love too yeah there's a uh, french restaurant that i went to recently um they i, and I picked this up from them they have like a box of matches in the bathroom. And when you light the match and you immediately blow it out, the smoke basically eats up all of the scent in the room. It just immediately diffuses whatever was there before. And you just like put, put it in like an empty glass and it's just like, these are the used matches. And that's how you like eliminate all the scent. So I tried this at home and it works like a charm. I just have a box of matches in there, light one up, throw it in the toilet and flush and it's like nothing happened in there interesting now that strategy makes a lot of sense eric for a restaurant where the patrons can be trusted but like you really like i'm sure the venn diagram of subway patrons and pyromaniacs has a lot of overlap (laughs) so yeah dude these toasted freaks are are lighting all kinds of shit on fire yeah, they like toasting, and I don't think they would they would not hold back to toasting that whole restaurant if you put a little bit too much mayo on their sandwich. Mm-hmm. We've seen worse. <laughs> <laughs> Quite oh, literally. Man. Someone got literally, speaking of matches, somebody got lit up because of uh, <laughs> the same thing. Holy shit. Uh, the um, last toast. Literally. Um, but yeah, Ty, I would I would encourage you to try it because you know how restaurants just give out like a bunch of matches and like no one brings matches with them anywhere unless you're camping and you're trying to do like bear grill style like survival in the forest. Um, mm-hmm. But like I just have all these matches at home and I'm like fuck I might as well use them so threw in the bathroom and it's a nice little nice little treat for myself. That's kind of cool. Maybe I'll add it to my repertoire of scent management in the bathroom. I, you know I have a few different things going. I got the incense. I got a candle set up for guests and mm-hmm. I got the Aesop post poo drops sitting on the counter. So if anybody needs to cover something up, there's, there's options. We got options. We got more options than the subway sauce section. <laughs> That's a good point, Ty. And 
I'll have you know that I'm not solely relying on matches because I don't think people know what they're for even. Like, I, there's a good chance that, like, people will see the matches and just assume it's for, like, lighting up a cheeky sig in a bathroom. Mm -hmm. um, but I also have the Aesop room spray, of course. Um, mm -hmm. I have a diptyque candle. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I also got the post-poos, but that's about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty good inventory. Mm -hmm. See, this is this is the thing though. It's like it's pretty easy just to pick one thing. I feel like because of the the pyromaniac nature of like subway patrons slash arsonists is that um, it maybe turns matches or candles in a in a fast casual bathroom into a liability. Uh, but they could design it into. The environment like put the candle behind a like glass wall so that you can see it it's like the sensor coming the room is coming out but it's otherwise untouchable it's like in a lockbox almost mm -hmm. I like like, there's, there's ways around this so you're saying putting it behind a sneeze guard <laughs> <laughs> holy shit i think i'm gonna the sneeze guard is a brilliant invention if you think about it you're not gonna whiff out this candle with your sneezes mm -hmm, exactly no touchy uh, purely okay. for pointing at and enjoying from a distance. Mm -hmm, Incredible. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, we have to talk about this um, impending doom that is plaguing our city. Do you do you have any sense of what I'm talking about right now? Because I'm I'm nervous for the future. Uh, are you talking about Ribfest? <laughs> <laughs> That's outside of the city limits. Um, so I don't consider that a immediate risk um i'm oh. good with the rib vest but uh ty big michelin man um the guy in white <laughs> um fat albert over here is gonna be touching down in vancouver and dishing out stars like he's mario to select the <laughs> select the restaurants um mm -hmm. and initially i was excited because i was like wow some validation like our we have some good food here like I would love to see which of the restaurants get rewarded with a star or two and potentially like, you know, it would hold them more accountable to like making proper dining experiences. Like they should, mm -hmm. they would step up even after receiving the star, I feel like, mm -hmm. um, which is a good thing. But then I got me, got me thinking, Kai, like if um, we have this like tire company telling people where to go eat, does that mean our potential favorite restaurants are going to be overrun by shitty tourists and influencers mm -hmm. and yeah, potentially absolutely. longer wait times. I'm a little worried about that too. So for the breadheads who aren't from Vancouver, we received news in our lovely city that we are getting our first Michelin starred restaurant coming this fall. Names have not been revealed yet, but it's probably one of Eric and I's spots uh, so I agree. The tourist, shitty tourist risk is possible, but keep in mind, shitty tourists are are usually priced out of Michelin restaurants. Um, I mm -hmm. think it'll be good, Eric, for the city because of the sense of competition. Um, I hope they award mm -hmm. it to the subway location on Cordova Street. <laughs> that would be my pick if Michelin had reached out. Mm -hmm. The. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about, Eric, is now we have competition in our hometown for food fluence over the masses. 
because we are currently mm-hmm. the food influencer representing our city, much like Drake represents Toronto. Um, <laughs> but with like this big, this big French bully moving in, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm a little worried about our, our, our claimed land. I mean, you're absolutely right, Ty. Like when you go to Toronto, you got to check in with, you know, four um, mm-hmm. But when you when you come to Vancouver, you gotta, you gotta check in with Think Fresh. And I mean, like, not everyone can just waltz in to Vancouver and do as they would at home. You know, this is our town. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's good. <laughs> I guess, like from what from what you just said, like I do want restaurants here to step it up and for like Vancouver to be like placed on the map in terms of like the culinary scene because mm-hmm. um, I want more good restaurants to like open up and like try to like take that from them you know what i mean i think it's like good competition's uh, great it it's one thing eric to like get a michelin star but it's terribly embarrassing to lose a michelin star so whoever's getting it in this small town here is mm-hmm. going to have to fight tooth and nail to keep that star otherwise the city won't forgive them the city won't forgive them um Sound like a Drake Drake song. The city oh, yeah. didn't forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the city. Yeah, oh. we got to do that overtime. And they're going to have to work overtime yeah. to keep that star, baby. Yeah, man. They're going to be running through the six with their woes if they um, somehow lose the star and, you know, plummet to the bottom of everyone's list. But we've seen mm-hmm. it happen. We've seen um, restaurants come and go. Um yeah, I I'm, I actually have this article opened up on my phone right now that this isn't the official like Michelin guide yet because I believe that's coming in the fall um, mm-hmm. from what fall I guy. last heard. Fall guy. Fall guy, Mr. Mish. Mm-hmm. Mr. OVO, that new new Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Do you think the, the Michelin guide uh, prefers missionary? <laughs> do, you, do you think the Michelin man is like going to become the Michelin them like <laughs> how long can we how long can we keep up this uh like divine male charade in divine with this mascot this, uh, overwhelmingly overwhelmingly uh masculine toxic masculinity and uh overwhelming testosterone mm-hmm. um yes it's uh potentially you know offensive tie but i'm I'm scanning the homepage now and i don't see any mention of a michelin man i just see this um androgynous white blob with a condom for a head i don't know if you can see that but this, guy's literally, this guy literally has a condom tip on his dude forehead. looks like a ribbed dildo yeah yeah dude he looks like a ribbed <laughs> holy shit dude this guy looks like he fell out of rick owen's ass um <laughs> uh yeah he looks like he's a part of the rick owens homeware collection yeah um something that i put on my like you know bookshelf and then like i know what it's really for but then like when the father-in-law comes over like he doesn't he has no clue right he's not even gonna <laughs> ask about it he just assumes it's a bookend yeah exactly um but anyways i have this article open and it's a i guess a guide quote unquote to where to dine in Vancouver. So I don't think this is the official like star list, you know, the walk of fame, so to say. Um, cut to the, but cut there to the... are 
want to know what subway <laughs> locations made the list. Um, no subway locations, but you would have to take the subway to get to some of these because they're far away. Um, Au Comptoir is one of my favorite mm-hmm. French restaurants, Ty. It's in Kitsilano mm-hmm. on West Fort. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful spot. And I'm hoping to God that this podcast and this guy don't blow up my spot because I'll be going there pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Forage in the West End is on it. Mm-hmm. I've been to Forage, yeah. It's okay. I haven't. It's okay, right? Is it vegetarian? It's vegetarian forward. Right? Like, forage is like, tells me you're like digging for like, digging in the shit for things. Yeah, dude. If they like, slaughtered pork there, they would call it hunter. Yeah, exactly. Like, forage, it sounds like, um, like almost like a fetishization of being poor. It's like mm-hmm. you work so hard to like not have to dig in shit to find things. But now, like, mm-hmm. you're telling me, like, the whole rest is about digging in the dirt and, like, cutting grass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure the bio on their website is, like, we're just a collection of thinkers, makers, uh, garbage, <laughs> di- like, dumpster divers, garage sailors. Mm-hmm. They're probably, they're yeah, exactly. Thieves. They're, like, SEO. Like, <laughs> the H1 on their site is probably something, like, um, like we we meet the intersection of like food and art or some shit like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we meet in the intersection of Maine and Hastings and we <laughs> just take whatever we can off the street mm-hmm. and what yeah when I say foraging I mean like beating up your neighbor for like the last like puff of their cigarette mm-hmm. um, stealing beer um, from the uh, fridge in your neighbor's garage that's for modern foraging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a smart move if you can like get into a restaurant and like just grabbing a bottle from behind the bar. That's like a guaranteed way to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got on here? Pigeon. This is in Gastown. I've never been there. I've heard so many things about it, but the location is so torched that they have like literal prison like railings like on the windows and door. So I don't really feel that inspired to go there. Yeah, I mean. If it was a Balenciaga showroom, I'd be all over it. But because it's a restaurant, it feels a little bit like prison food would be served in there. It does look like prison food. And the fact that it's called pigeon, which is like the most disgusting animal after a rat. Um, like it, that doesn't like really wet my appetite. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get me salivating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. But p- pigeon is, I don't like... It is a simple food for poor people. Like in like feudal times, people ate pigeon a lot. So I think they're tr- probably trying to gentrify that concept or culturally I appropriate serif, serif lifestyle. Yeah, they're normalizing eating like wild uh, concrete jungle rodents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's like right across from Pigeon Park, which I, I assume that's where I got the name from. And like mm-hmm. you know, the pigeons there are like, like high on drugs. So like, eating pigeons from there is like even worse than anywhere else. Oh yeah, all that pigeon eats is like cigarette butts and like little little droplets of heroin. Yeah, exactly. Um, disgusting. So the next one here on the list is my nom in Kits. Ooh, yep. Uh, I like my nom. I haven't been there. It says it's, it's got Thai some food. Ripping tom kha <laughs> soup, Eric. Ooh, okay. 
Maybe I should check some of these out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Minam was voted best restaurant in Vancouver a couple years in a row, like really a decade ago. So their time may have come and passed, but they still like dish off some salt, solid Thai food. And I know Thai mm-hmm. food. Yeah, this guy's an expert in all things Thai. Um, okay, good to know. I will check that out. And let me just check when this was posted. This was posted in 2018, this article. <laughs> oh, wow. So we're not even going to get it in the new players on the block. Yeah. No redesigned subways. Yeah, this was sent to me by somebody who was clearly looking for the Michelin Guide and thinks this was it. <laughs> Great. Um, so just apologies as I work through this list here. Next one is Cacao in Kitsilano also. Never heard mm. of it. Never heard of it. Uh, St. Lawrence in our beloved rail town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you been there? I've never dined there because they're so protein heavy that there isn't even really an option on the menu for my skimpy ass veg, veg head. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that there's no cauliflower confit or something like that? Yeah, I, I need a cauliflower steak or like a creative take on eggplant to bring me in the doors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Call, call in the auberginiuses to think of one for you. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. Um, I've dined there a few times, and every time I am pleasantly surprised by something like on the menu, like either it's a rice pudding dessert or a simple duck leg that blew my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Every time it's fucking fire. Eric's um, a leg guy. Good bar as well. I'm a leg guy. I like my dark meats. Mm-hmm. Once it go dark means you never go back, baby. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the last one, Ty, is Farmer's Apprentice. So great. Yeah, you know I'm a big fan of Farmer's Apprentice. Neighbory, one of my favorite cocktail bars in the city, Grapes and Soda. Same owners. Uh, Damn it, dude. Those it's not a both cheap meal, but... places that I don't want to go. Like, I'll be honest. Like, yeah, something fair. called Farmer's Apprentice. Like, Farm to Table is a big scam of all time. It's farm to table. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? <laughs> I totally get that. Like, even the name Farmer's Apprentice, like, if you actually think about that literally, it just means it's, like, some high school dropout who's, like, shoveling shit in the field. But <laughs> in reality, it's uh, it's really it's a really nice nice dinner, really nice atmosphere, creative plating. Oh. I, I would go with the chef's uh, seven courses. Um, yeah. Hi, when are we going to go for a like, fine dining experience together? We've, we've hung out several times at Subway and other, uh, like, you know, fast casual or, like, drinking forward establishments. But we've never, like, mm-hmm. really wined and dined each like co-hosts should. Yeah, Eric, I need you to treat me more. <laughs> yeah, dude. How come, uh, where's the sugar daddy when you need him, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man. What, we have an interesting relationship of two sugar daddies. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of hot sugar daddies. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of bills, you know, linking and building twice a week for you, breadheads. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm open to that idea, Eric, an activation like that. Um, I'll look at the schedule. I'll talk to my EA, and I'll see uh, when I can <laughs> make an activation work. Perfect. Pencil me in for any day, really. Um, next Thursday works even. Perfect. Okay. Oh, wait. I'm out of town. I will be ah. recording our Friday episode next week from small town BC. Uh, looking forward to that. 
beautiful we're, we're, back of the home with a 2g connection and a uh uh out of whack schedule so that should be good mm-hmm. perfect well you only need two g's for these two gents Hell um, yeah and we'll deliver every single time buddy that's a fact so with that in mind i think we should probably uh transition into this weekend eric this G is going to make some actual food. The vitamin C is wearing off and I need a full meal. And you as a G, I'm assuming, are late for your matinee showing of the, the new Minions film. Are you going <laughs> to head there with the oh. goon squad, Eric? The G squad? Yeah, I'm, so I'm hanging there with all my boys. We're dressed up. <laughs> we're wearing the suits. Um, and yeah, we're going to just cause a ruckus at Cineplex. Yeah, man. Armani suits, fresh boots, valley boots, and Benzes. I get, I get you. Um, so, what what is the Drake line? He's like, uh, I don't go to the Met. Only get a one plus one, so I can't bring the whole set. Is that that's kind of my attitude with Gentle Minions? I don't think I can get a set together to roll up to an event like that. I I can't incentivize enough of the players, you know. <laughs> It's true. It's really hard to find more than one person who would think that's funny. <laughs> um, I already know I have one guy plus you. So if three, if, if three is enough for you, Ty, I, uh, it's enough for me. 